What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Girth Podcast. One half of your favorite fat duo here. Well, just me, unfortunately. Austin Rollison could not be with us just due to unprecedented circumstances. I'm sure you guys are aware Austin's a very busy man. We both are. That's why we haven't really been putting these episodes out there for quite some time now, but we do appreciate you guys for hanging in there with us. For today's episode, we are going to talk a little bit about something a little different than what we normally do. Um, Well, we always talk about movies. That's one thing that I think brings me and Austin together is we absolutely love talking about movies, whether it's Marvel, DC, action movies, you know, horror films. I mean, we're pretty much all over with it, and that's kind of the point of our podcast is we talk about everything and anything. I've always taken pride in saying that our podcast can be best described as the Seinfeld of podcasts, meaning it's a podcast about nothing. Uh, we don't really come into this with a plan, and if we do, it's a little more focused. I'm sure you can tell between some episodes and the others that some are a little more focused and not all over the place, whereas others, well, it's a little whole different story. <laughs> that being said, <clears throat> today's episode, I'm going to Rank the John Wick franchise. Now, I don't know about you, but I love these movies. I'm a big fan of action films, especially ridiculous over-the-top action films such as this one. You've got your Rambos, Terminators, Jason Bournes. You got it all, but none of them quite do it for me like John Wick does. So there are four of these movies now. Uh, the newest one coming out later in 2023. However, We have seen the first three. If you haven't, turn this off because this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler review. Essentially, I'm going to review each one and then rank them. Um, Clearly, we're going to start with the first film. So the first film came out in 2014, and it is about essentially a ex-hitman who goes on a freaking rampage. He's looking for the men who broke into his home, stole his beautiful car, I mean vintage car, can't forget that shit. That would make me mad too, of course. And they also kill his puppy. Yeah, so that alone right there is kind of what drew me into the movie. I was like, okay, a dude going on a revenge rampage over his fucking dog. I got to see this movie. Well, you know, there's deeper meaning to it. And, of course, I saw it. I loved it. Uh, it's got Keanu Reeves playing John Wick. I think that Keanu playing John Wick kind of revived him as an actor. I mean, I've... I've seen Keanu Wick since fucking before I was born. Actually, I mean, I remember growing up watching The Matrix and Bill and Ted and all these older films, but Keanu's been around for a very long time. It just seems that this generation is now being introduced to Keanu Reeves. So, got a guy here in his, what, 50s, late 50s maybe, kicking ass on screen. And, I mean, if you don't know anything about the behind the scenes of John Wick, it's pretty cool. I mean, he really had to go into learning how to use a rifle, and how uh, realistic you have to be with a gun. A lot of it's because of this was like an independent film, and Keanu Reeves is a big believer in accuracy, so he had to learn how to actually do tactical shit. He had to learn a lot of fighting styles to make this character more believable. And I think it works in the sense that it is very believable that you see more of the character than you actually do Keanu Reeves. You know, when you watch this movie, he pulls it off, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, Keanu Reeves isn't necessarily a good actor. I don't think he's really good at acting at all, period. But I love him. He's one of those actors where, like Stallone, like Schwarzenegger, like Lundgren, like all those guys, they're terrible actors, but I love them. I don't know what it is. I just love their movies. 
they make being bad pretty good. So, uh, not the case here though. Keanu Reeves is really good in this role in which, like I said, you actually believe this is a hitman by the name of John Wick. And as the movies go on, of course, you understand what I mean. So that being said, um, the first one, after he is able to avenge the death of his dog, go after his car, um, pretty much save the day. Doesn't really, well, I wouldn't really say he saves the day. He doesn't even get the girl, really. His wife just died. So essentially, this fucking dog was the last thing his wife left him. That being said, he now has nothing once everything is complete. So it's kind of an open-ended type of deal. Um, we knew there was going to be a sequel. And of course there was. In 2017, we had John Wick Chapter 2, which it sets the stage for bigger is better. So in John Wick Chapter 2, Wick is basically forced to deal with a past debt. Um, we are introduced to a guy that is the reason that Wick was able to escape his lifestyle as a hitman and get married, you know, try to live a regular life. Well, this guy happens to be a boss who wants to be a member of what is called the High Table. The High Table is what controls this underworld of assassins that John Wick lives in. Wick says no, that doesn't go well, especially because one of the rules is he is supposed to be bound by this marker, as it's what it's called. And when he declines it, he's breaking that rule, in which the mob boss, uh, I always forget his name, but he ends up destroying Wick's home. John Wick survives, and he basically goes on a hunting spree looking for him, Come to find out, he has to do this job. And what this job entails is John would have to kill his sponsor's sister so that his sponsor be can become a member of the high table. Um, once that's done, he is granted that access to the high table, but he also turns on Wick. Wick, of course, realizing he's double-crossed, goes on another killing spree, and our film ends where he is able to actually kill his sponsor. But, of course on the grounds of the hotel that serves as pretty much the the lifestyle for these um for these assassins like it's a whole it's a whole universe really so every film we're introduced to this continental hotel which is it's the name of the hotel that Wick always goes to and basically it's like a private yeah it's a whole it's a whole place kind of like a like a club for hitmen and one of the rules in this club is essentially you cannot kill on ground no bit no business is to be done on the grounds of the hotel wick breaks that rule of course by killing off his sponsor who betrayed him and which he is then deemed excommunicado now what that means is his membership will be revoked and he'll be banned from all services and cut off from other members in this underground world so from that we get our ending and then we go into john wick chapter three parabellum which came out in 2019 so in this one, John's basically on the run. There's a contract open on him. It's like $14 million for his life, and it is global. And again, he's been deemed excommunicado after an hour, which uh, a famous character in this series named Winston, I forgot to mention him. He's kind of like a mentor, kind of like a friend to John Wick. He's the one that gives Wick the hour grace period and then makes him labeled excommunicado once that hour's up john is pretty much cut off from the world he can't get any help from anybody and the only way he can survive really is kind of using old favors and contacts that he's acquired throughout his former life to stay alive 
Now, of course, that doesn't mean it's going to be an easy thing for him to do. Thus, we have our story. Um, and the third one, it's more about kind of finding out what he can do to redeem himself, to bring peace, because John knows it like everyone else watching these movies. He cannot go on this long killing people, which he's already killed like fucking 300 people. So you kind of wonder how long it's going to take until someone caps him. Um, this film essentially ends... I always said that word essential. <laughs> uh, but this film ends where Wick is able to put himself in a position where he can meet the man that stands above the high table, which is the big boss, the big guy. And he is told that in order for him to have complete immunity, he must kill Winston, the same man that gave John that grace period. And again, he's known John for years, pretty much his whole life. So John has to decide that has to make a decision. Is he going to kill Winston so he can have his immunity? Or is he going to stand side by side with Winston in which Winston is trying to fight off the high table from taking over his hotel? Why, you may ask? Well, earlier in the third film, what happens is is there's some members of the high table that go around. Essentially, they're like auditors. So they go through each person's account, especially those that had helped John Wick, and they deem what kind of judgment or punishment, if you will, would serve. So that's where we have Winston coming into this as he's being told, you got to leave your hotel because you helped Wick. You knew better. You should have killed him. You should have stopped him from killing his sponsor in, in the second film. And of course he decides, fuck it. This is my hotel. This is my kingdom. I'm going to stand up. Not a damn thing you could do about it. I like this Winston guy. Uh, John ultimately decides he's going to stand side by side with Winston. and They're going to fight off everything the high table has got. Our film ends where Winston ends up making a deal with the high table that he can keep his hotel up and running and that they will stop trying to kill him, basically, uh, so long as he kills Wick. And, of course, he double-crosses Wick and shoots John, throws him off a building. We learn that John Wick survives. Winston knows he survives, and we don't really know if he meant to purposely kill him and cross him or if this was a way of saving both their asses. We'll never know, not until the fourth film comes out, of course. Now... With all three of these out, um, I want to say ranking them. Uh, again, we don't have a fourth film out just yet, so I can't necessarily rank that one. Uh, I will say this, however. My personal favorite film is the first, or not, yeah, sorry. My personal favorite film is John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. The reason why is because it's not necessarily like bigger is better like the second one was. It's more on par with the first one. I like the story a little more. I like this idea that he has no choice but to survive completely without help. And the way he does it is fantastic. There's fucking fight scenes in this movie that, my God, I jumped out of my seat at the theater. I remember watching, um, when I went and saw it, there was a specific scene where he's at a museum and he's trying to put guns together, like ancient guns, and he's busting through fucking glass cases getting out knives and he's just tossing these fuckers at this um, Asian gang from like a Chinatown background. Damn, that sounded pretty racist, but uh, it was cool. Like that was cool. I liked the fights in this one more. So to me, John Wick chapter three was my favorite. That being said, in terms of ranking them, the first one is clearly the best. It has the all time greatest story. Uh, not only did it come first, but really it sets the stage and I know it's not necessarily at the same height and level as the next two, but you got to admit, it's kind of what started it all. It's 
kind of what establishes this dark character that we don't even really know who he is or what he's capable of. And as that unfolds, you start to really get hooked. At least that's what's happened for me. I got really hooked onto this character because of seeing how everything unfolded. Um, I think the first one's the best one just all around because, again, the story's a whole lot better. Not as good as Chapter 3, in my opinion, but the story is a little more established. It's darker. It's more of a thriller, whereas 2 and 3 were kind of action films. Yeah, the first one has some action in it, but this one's more of a thriller. So I say the best one, number one, or in the number one slot, is John Wick. The second best one is my personal favorite, number three. I think that has the best story overall. Just, again, that's my personal opinion. I am more than willing to admit that the first film is the best one, but the third one's just my personal favorite. I love the fight scenes. Again, I love how we get to see John Wick being put in a position where he has to figure out how to survive on his own with, like, little to no help. And I love the ending of the third one, too. It's Lawrence Fishburne is in it. It's, it's fucking phenomenal. Um, coming in at number three would be John Wick Chapter 2. A lot of people like the second one, but, you know, I love it. I'm just not in love with it like I am the third one. It's okay. I mean, I didn't really like the story as much, but it makes sense. We had to have it to be where we're at now. That's what I think these films do so well is they all come together. It's like one big puzzle. Because when you watch movies, especially with sequels, it just always feels like each one is different. These films all feel like they take place back to back. This would almost be like one big film. And that's what I love about them. But uh, there you have it, guys. That is my ranking um, of the John Wick franchise. I know it's kind of weird. No Austin here, so you won't get to hear him say adios. So I'm going to do it for him. Here's Austin saying adios. That is a terrible impersonation of Austin, but that's what I imagined it would come off like. If you guys like what you heard here and you'd like to check out more, please go to thegreatgrowthpodcast.com where you will find our entire backlog of episodes. Thanks again, guys, for listening. And I will see you the next time.